What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the award-winning Certified Wrench Podcast. I'm your host, Colton McCormack. First of all, the award-winning thing is bullshit. I haven't won any awards except for the awards of your guys' hearts. God, that was lame. Anyway, I just say it. I think it's hilarious. I got a buddy that says it on his podcast, so I thought I'd throw it in on a couple episodes. Um... So about today's episode, last night I I had to do a last minute, uh, we threw it together, we basically winged this whole episode, um, had a guest lined out, they had to back out through the middle of the week, and then uh, had another guest lined out, buddy of mine, and he woke up yesterday with uh, a strep throat or some shit, I don't know, his vajayjay hurt, just kidding Josh, um, so I got together with this this guest uh, late last night, and we, we did this podcast episode together, and I'm actually pumped for you guys to hear it because uh, I was so, I've been wanting to get him on for quite a while because I think the stuff that he does is crazy and it's awesome, and I love seeing the videos, so I had to get him on sooner than later, and uh, I don't know, I think you guys are going to enjoy the episode, he's uh, very insightful with what he does and I love hearing all about it and it makes me want to go do it anyway I'm just going to throw this out there now and get it all done with so we don't have to do it at the end if you guys need to get a hold of me you know where to reach me at certified wrench podcast at gmail.com check out all the social medias you know certified wrench underscore podcast is the Instagram and the rest is just certified wrench podcast TikTok, Facebook YouTube you know the deal. If you guys want to help out with the podcast, uh, donation link in the link tree. Uh, there's also a merch line there. Uh, anything helps with donations and, you know, buying the merch because all that money goes right back towards the podcast. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever streaming platform that you're listening to us on. And uh, make sure you give the social media pages a follow and share, of course. You know, we got to get this thing blown up. Anyway, let's jump into the blah, 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 blah. If there wasn't a such thing as editing, I would be really, really bad at this. So let's try this again. Let's jump into the episode, guys. So let's uh, let's just start off first. Uh, let, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. And uh, like I said before, we're going to wing this thing because it's last minute. And whatever happens, happens. Hopefully we can make some magic course yep my name is uh fernando cardenas uh i go by tony or uh i don't know if people follow me on underground wrenching that's the page i run uh i work underground mining i've been doing it for about eight years now been all over the u.s alaska tennessee texas um yeah, I didn't start off like a lot of people did, you know, tinkering on stuff in cars. I never really, that never really draw my attention. It just wasn't me. Um, you know, I never, never really 
wanted to get any trades till I'd say I was 18 and a half, almost 19. Um, first, I actually was a carpenter. I moved to uh, California with my cousin. Yeah, I did that for about, I don't know, four or five months. Uh, it was cool. I mean, that's what my dad does. He's a carpenter, so I've kind of always been around that as a kid. Um, but I originally, you know, I lived in northern Nevada, moved to Modesto. I actually was born in Modesto. Um, Throw up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So I did it for I did it for about four months. I did carpentry about four months, and I didn't like it. And uh, I moved back to Winnemucca with my parents. And uh, the girl I was dating at the time, her dad was a heavy equipment mechanic, and um, he actually got me a job at my at a mine. My first job at a mine, and uh, my first job at a mine was a watering dewatering technician. So. I would take care of the pumps underground, make sure the pumps were actually pumping underground, run the water treatment plant on surface, um, make sure the mine wasn't flooding. Uh, anyways, at that mine, I met a lot of people. A lot about mining is meeting people. And uh, I met my future boss there. His name is Jason Hall. And uh, he was working for Sandvik there. And uh, on night shift when I was a dewatering technician, he was the only mechanic and uh, I would go and, you know, run the, I think you guys call it the lube trucks, lube. service trucks or whatever. Just go fuel up the equipment with yeah. oil. Yeah. Lubing and goobing. That wasn't man. even my job, but I kind of started getting interest. Yeah. Lubing, luber duber. Luber goober. <laughs> and uh, I started kind of, yeah, <laughs> I started finding interest in, uh, you know, turning wrenches and helping those guys out on night shift when everything was slow for me. And uh, anyways, he quit. He quit Sandvik and then went to go work for uh, SMD. Um, so I stayed there for about another six months. And then uh, he gave me a call to go work for him at SMD as a loop truck driver. And then, uh, you know, started in the maintenance side at SMD at Leeville. And I did that. I was there for about, I would say, two years. Uh, Levo with SMD. Um, then I met my girlfriend, uh, which we have two kids now, and uh, she lived in Vegas. And we met, and uh, you know, I was kind of tired of commuting back and forth from Vegas to the Elko area, so I got a job here in in Vegas at the Cat dealership here. And I worked for Cat here for a very small stint. Did not like the the dealership side um coming from mining it's way different than dealership stuff so but anyways i did it left cap pretty quick got a job with sandvik worked for sandvik for about three years um and then after sandvik is really when i started contracting everywhere around the u.s um so i went after Sandvik, I went to Tennessee for the first time. I was just like, we, I, th there's a huge delay. I'm going to pause it. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're back. I'm sorry, guys. Technical <laughs> difficulties, but I think we got it figured out. So uh, where were we? 
We were uh, heading towards the south, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yep, uh, like I said, I was working for the orange making equipment underground. <laughs> um, and uh, heading towards Tennessee to work, go work for a contractor there. Uh, I was probably working there for about a year and a half. Um was there yeah, about a year and a half and then headed towards Alaska for another contractor, the one that has a leaf and an R. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was there for a little bit. Um, I got a call from actually a, a tunnel boring company here in Vegas doing the tunnels underneath Vegas um, for all the Tesla cars. And, and uh, everybody probably knows who owns that um, company. And that was a really cool job, really cool experience. A lot of smart people working for that company. Um, and they were actually building the TBMs in, uh, I think it's called Bastrop, Texas. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know. I've never heard of that. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's about 40 minutes from Austin. Because oh. I would fly into Austin. Okay. And uh, yeah, so... I'd, I'd work in Vegas quite a bit. Um, whenever they needed help in Texas, I'll go to Texas, help them out there. Um, that was a really cool job. I really liked it. Um, just, I just wanted to go back into mining. I, I did. I do want to eventually go back to the TBN side and do more tunnels. But right now, I'm pretty comfortable in mining. Um, I'm actually working on probably rolling over to a new company. Uh, going to work for that orange company. So again, they make underground equipment. You're saying that you're probably gonna move. Does anybody from your current company listen? And are they gonna fire you for you wanting to leave? No, I already, I already told my boss. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just nobody in Tennessee knows. So yeah, you're but, gonna you're gonna stay local in Vegas where you're at though. No, uh, that company is is the one that makes all the underground equipment. Um the orange company and uh, the, I will be pretty much all over the U S um, Montana, Idaho, Nevada, Northern Nevada, Tennessee. I mean, wherever there's that equipment, I'll be going to it. Hmm. I've worked with them before and this will be the second time. And you don't mind traveling and being away from family and stuff. Uh, I do a little bit. Um, I've, they've kind of, my girlfriend, I've gotten used to it. She's a, she's going to school right now to be a nurse, a registered nurse. So I kind of have to do what I have to do to provide for both, for all of us. Yeah. Um, but she graduates at the end of this year. And uh, we both kind of are on the same page that once she graduates, I can kind of go back to the tunnel boring company here in Vegas. Cause I make, I made less working here, but I was home every night. So my plan is once she graduates, just come back and work here cool. um, for that tunnel boring company. Right on. And I, I know you kind of hinted it, but I mean, anything specific like that they're boring for besides battery stuff that you work on? No, they're not even mining. They're, all they do is uh, they make a tunnel from a casino, like the convention center in Vegas. There's a couple tunnels. That's where all the tunnels start is oh. the convention center in Vegas. I thought you were like actually machining for stuff. For no, no, it's just for cars, just for the Tesla cars mm -hmm. to uh, 
drive through them. Really? Jesus. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's that really rich guy that owns a company. Yeah, that really rich guy here in Austin is what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Elon. So, yeah, just all that it's for is just for the Tesla cars to uh, go from place to place without going to the strip, on the strip. That That blows my mind. I wish I had that kind of money. I know, man. Wow. Yeah, he... Uh, you can do a lot of shit with it <laughs> really fast. So how long have you been wrenching now altogether? Uh, I started when I was 19, so nine years. Oh, we got a, ourselves a young in here, guys. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I haven't been doing it too long. What a... What all experience do you have on what kind of machines, like a, a lot of different stuff, or are you sticking with yeah. cat or deer or what kind of stuff? You um, that's one thing I like about mining. You work on every single brand I name out there. I mean, cat, John Deere, Sandvik, Atlas, Copco, Epirock. I mean, there's you, I mean, there's just so many brands. Every brand you could think of is almost at every mine. So you just got to be good at, you don't have, it's rare that when you find a, you know, a guy really good at one brand just because you have to be good at all of them. So there's no like, you know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm a cat guy. You know, you have to, it doesn't work like that. You got to be willing to work on anything. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of training did you have to go through for like all this underground stuff? All you really need to work underground is just your MSHA. Yeah. Um, I believe it's 80 hour, no, 40 hours of MSHA training, and that's just a government thing. Um, you just go to a class, yeah. sit through, watch a bunch of videos. Yeah, I've, I've been through MSHA, but I don't think it was 40 hours. Yeah, underground is longer than surface. Uh, so, like, it, you know how when you and I were talking before we started recording, like, if somebody wanted to go on a tour, do you have to take, like, an mm -hmm. MSHA class to go on the tour or anything? No. Uh, I believe if you're, like, you know, anybody interested, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think you just get a hold of the company and, you know, when they're, they want to interview you, um, just tell them you don't even have your MSHA. You don't even know if you can even work underground. You want, you want to experience that before even doing your MSHA class. That's crazy. I feel like they would work with you. I don't, I'm not sure, but I feel like they would. Just from seeing your videos and stuff that you share, you know, I'm like, I want to fucking go in there and look. It's cool, yeah. man. Some of the stuff you sent, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's rad. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's a cool experience. Uh, good people. Oh, man, there's some great people working underground. You know, it's like a brotherhood. You always, it don't matter what you are, a miner, electrician, mechanic, you always help each other out. I mean, you'll, have, you'll be having a miner right next to you under, you know, laying underneath a piece of equipment, handing you wrenches. Hmm. You know, that's just, everything is dependent on, uh, you know, the, the time, you know, uh, shoot, ex shooting around, which is drilling and filling it up with explosives and shooting it. So that's that's how you make your money is how much rock you break. Hmm. So it's like a team effort when you're on a contract. You know, it's different when you're working for a big company. It's not really that high of a, high of a pace. But if you're a contractor, you're, you're you know, you're moving pretty quick. Just so the, the more you break rock, the more money you make. So. Being an underground mechanic, I mean, are you doing? I, I'd I'd like to know more about it, like your your shifts and stuff, and like 
you know, if you go down underneath the ground, how long do you have to stay down there? Are you down there for like full eight hours, 10 hours, or do you come back up every so often? And how does all this work? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm new to it. I don't know nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's two types of mines, you know, you got a, uh, a portal mine, you could drive a service truck, a pickup truck down to underground, you know, that underground shop that I posted, um, you can drive down to it, but there's some mines that you have to take a shaft and, uh, it's like a big elevator, industrial elevator. And, you know, you, you can come up, but it's, um, there, the shaft times are set, you know, mm. every so often you go up and down and you're kind of more stuck down there than you are in a portal mine, the portal mine, you dictate more when you need to go up. Um, but yeah, you go down there, probably show up to work, dig her out, you know, get ready. Uh, do your safety meeting every day. There's a safety meeting and then head underground by six 30. You're down there. You're down there till probably five 30. Cause then they're going to shoot around. A lot of mines now don't shoot on shift the explosives. They, everybody comes up to surface and they'll shoot the rounds. So you're on surface already by five 30. So you're only underground for like 11 hours. If that, hmm. but yeah, I mean, you at a portal mine, you can come up, not whenever you want, but if you need like a part or, you know, a tire blue down there or something, you know, you can go up the surface. But a shaft mine, that's more, you know, you call somebody on surface called the top lander. You call a top lander and he'll stage it and then they'll send it underground through the shaft. But it's a lot easier portal mines, I think, than there is shaft mines. That shit's cool, man. I'm so fascinated with this. Like, <laughs> I want to know more about it, you know. I, but you, you you don't have to yeah. explain everything. I don't want you getting in trouble for certain things. Or, no. I mean, uh, so how far are some of these mines that you're going into? Like, how how far down are they? Um, I'm not sure what the deepest one I've been, but I know the deeper you go, the hotter it gets. That's what she said. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say roughly maybe... 1,800 feet, 1,500 feet, maybe. That's crazy. See, I'm, I'm super claustrophobic, so I think I'd have a, a big problem with doing this type of job. Like, even uh, – I can't even have my woman, like, laying on me because <laughs> I'm like, get, get the fuck off. So. Yeah. I mean, it it, it can uh, – it depends, really. I mean, I don't know. I was a little nervous the first time. I remember my first time, actually. It was, it was a very tiny mine in, uh, in Crescent – close to Crescent Valley people if they work in the mining industry will know which one I'm talking about it was close to Crescent Valley it was a shitty little mine owned by a shitty little company and uh um I had to walk down with the electrician and it was my first time and it was kind of like nervous nervous you know and uh you know further down I went I was getting more and more nervous in my head I was like you know am I gonna bitch out and head to surface but eventually you know I, I was okay and you know I got over it, you know, the, the third time I hit underground, I was, you know, it was already, I was already used to it, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first time in a mine, I was kind of a little nervous. Even the first time at that tunnel boring job, it was kind of different than it is a mine. I don't know. It just felt a little different. I felt more claustrophobic because it's a little smaller. Everything kind of looks the same, kind of got you a little dizzy, but, um, you know, eventually that went away, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, you do. I don't know. I'm not going to say everybody gets used to it, but I got used to it. Yeah. Um, uh, so when you're down there, I mean, is, are you constantly having to work on something? Is something always broke down or are you doing other stuff while you're down there, like helping out with the mining and stuff? 
Oh no, if you're a mechanic, you're uh well, so let's see. You got you got your shop guys that work in the shop, you know, that's where all the PMs, oil changes are happening, the big engine jobs. Um, you know, the bigger jobs are happening in the shop, but then you have a guy, the drift guy, they're out in the mine, you know, they're the ones, you know, doing the brake blown hoses or uh, the troubleshooting, you know, stop it stop moving or whatever, you know, they're the ones fixing it. They broke down out in the mine. And uh, those guys are more, you know, help being around the miners. The guys in the shop, there's always something, I mean, always something to do. There's either, like I said, like, you know, shit pulling in um, for AC work or rebuilding flushing heads, accumulators. You know, there's always something to do. Um, so, yeah, you're not really, as a mechanic, you're just a mechanic. You know, sometimes if you've got on a really small job, like I was on a really small job, and uh, it was like a four-guy crew. I was driving haul truck. I was driving remix truck. What the fuck? Do you hear that? Yeah. Huh. Pause it. I guess just uh, today is not my day. <laughs> you get those. You do get those. Well, I don't know if you listened to the bonus episode that I just released the other night. Because I was just pissed off. Did you listen to it? I haven't yet. Oh, I haven't. Real, real <laughs> fucking listener here. Uh, no, I, I. While I'm here, I might as well just let everybody know we did figure out the problem. It's a, it's got a bad interface harness, so we're gonna do interface harness and an engine harness while we're there. You'll have to listen to understand what I'm talking about. Yep. So, uh, I, uh, I had a question for you. And I don't remember what it was now that we ran into these issues. Um, oh, so obviously machines break down in certain different spots of the mines and stuff. Do you have like a, a service vehicle with tools on it or a quad or what do you got down there? Oh, you have a side-by-side, don't you? Yeah, so the mine I'm at right now, they actually have, I've never seen this before. They actually have service trucks, like a Ford five fifties. I think that's what they have. Really? But yeah, that's, yeah, I've never seen that. This is the only place they got, they got uh, two of them, but those, those, you know, there's guys that run those trucks. That's their trucks. Um, no, but normally like every mine, it's either like a Kubota tractor or a little John Deere Gator. Um, uh, maybe a Ford F two fifty diesel. They're all diesels down there. And, uh, you just load up, they got, you know, snap on, sell these crash boxes, people call them, or drift boxes, mm-hmm. and uh, you load those up with your hydraulic gauge and meter, whatever, you know, eventually, you've, once you're out in the mine, if you're that guy running drift for the mine, you you have already experience, you know, you're not like a new guy, so you already kind of know what to take out there. Um, but normally, like every mine I've been to, it's either a Gator, Kubota tractor, or a Ford F-250. That's weird, um, a tractor. <laughs> yep that's interesting um, but yeah this is the only place that i've seen that runs service trucks out in the mine and it's a little bit a pain in the ass because it's you know has a crane in the back and sometimes you know the crane will actually hit stuff and really fuck up the crane. yeah <laughs> that's crazy uh so way back in the day when you first started following the certified and stuff and sending me those videos like 
what the hell was that thing? And if you guys are interested in looking, you got to go check out his Instagram. We'll give that out at the end. I think he already said mm-hmm. it, but drilling a hole in the ceiling and then putting some type of fucking lag bolt or some shit. What, what are we doing? Oh, here? yeah. That's a, a bolter. Um, so every time, you know, they drill, they drill the holes um, loaded with explosives. They'll shoot it. And then they'll get a loader, muck out that ore or waste. And then that thing goes in there, puts wire up or bolts, depending on the mine. But you put wire up or bolts, and that's kind of what prevents the rock from caving in on you. Um, for the rock doesn't kill you. But, that's, yeah, I mean, that's just – that's a bolter. Um, it's a bigger thing in the States. I know internationally, like, a lot of other countries don't run bolters. They bolt with a jumbo, which the U.S. is kind of heading towards that way, bolting with a jumbo. But yeah, that's what that was—a bolter. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, you sent me that, and it was like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> or something. So I'm like trying to watch, like half asleep. Like, what the fuck is this? You know, yeah. I went back and watched it, and I've I've seen all your stuff. You know, it's a uh, it's quite interesting and different. It's scary yeah. to me. I underground, like I said, I'm I'm super claustrophobic, so it scares me. But more power to you, yeah. Are you, uh, so with this new company, are you going to be doing a lot of the same stuff or is it a completely different thing? Or? It'll be the same shit. It's just, uh, I got two little girls and then, you know, my girlfriend and with this company, they're, uh, they're super cool. They're like willing to work with your schedule. Like, let's say my, let's say my little girl's having her birthday, September, end of September. And let's say, uh, my schedule is like two week on one week off, but if I want to be there for her birthday, I'll work an extra week. So three weeks and then take her birthday week off. Mm. So they're willing to work with you, but the company I used to work for, or I still technically do for a couple more days. Uh, my schedule was three weeks on three weeks off. So oh. it was kind of a more set schedule. It wasn't really flexible. That I feel like that'd be a pain in the ass though. Three weeks off. Like, do you want to go back after that three weeks? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, you know, I don't know. I, I liked it. I, I didn't mind it. I You can work an extra week, you know, make bank. But uh, a lot of people like it just because you get that extra three weeks. I mean, two weeks. I don't know. You got so many schedules now. You got 14 days on, seven days off, 20 days on, 10 days off, three weeks on, three weeks off. I mean, mining, especially contract mining, you, you can almost – any schedule you could think of, you can do. Wow. I like my weekends, man. It gives me a time to, to, I don't know, start over. I don't, yeah. The, the seven days a week thing is a pain in the ass sometimes. Like you get to that yeah. seventh or eighth or 10th day and you're like, I just want to sleep in one day. <laughs> yeah. It, it does add up. You know, there's some minds that like in, Northern Nevada, there's a bigger, big company there, and uh, they only allow allow you to work seven days straight on 12-hour shifts, and then you have to take, I think, at least a day off. Because I worked there, and I had we worked the 20 and 10 schedule, and you worked eight-hour days, got paid for nine, and we would work. That's the only way they would allow us to work 20 days straight, just because we were technically only working eight eight hours a day. Oh, okay. But, so they'd make you like take a refresher day type thing. I yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I when I was working for that tonal boring company, I was on uh, five days on, two days off, but it was always six days on or 
one day off or sometimes just straight through. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm just so used to the mining schedule that I, I hate that five and two. <laughs> I feel like I never have time off. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I understand. So I, I know you were wanting to tell me a story at the beginning. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Yeah. Was it somebody panicking or some shit? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I worked with this guy at a portal mine. So like I was saying, the portal mines, you could drive in, drive out. You know, physically you can get yourself out even if you had to walk, right? I mean, there's no barriers or nothing. So the same guy worked at this portal mine, and then he got a job at another mine. There was a shaft mine. So, like I said, those are controlled by a hoist. You can't really dictate anything. You know, you're once you're down there, yeah, you could come up, but it's on a schedule or it might be on surface. And you have to call. So you can't just physically go outside at any time. Um, so, anyways, that guy thought nothing of it, you know, got in the cage. He barely started at this mine, hasn't been underground yet, but he didn't think he was going to freak out because he worked at a portal mine underground. So he jumped in the cage, came down, walked maybe 50 feet and just started freaking out. And the cage was already on surface, heading towards surface. And he was freaking out because he knew he couldn't do nothing, you know, and it's just crazy. It's just crazy. You know, this guy worked underground already, but in a portal mine compared to a shaft mine. I guess it's that not being able to be in control type thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I can see it. I mean, I, one time we were on one of the videos I put, we're sinking a shaft. So, we were actually doing the shaft going down and we were down there and uh, you're, we're not connected to the mine that was, so it was, a, it's already a really big mine and it's so big they're running out of air because the air where it gets sucked down to is, is so far away from like the guys working. So we were building another shaft and it was going to be closer to all the ore, the gold. And anyway, so it wasn't connected to nothing. So we were all down there and we just lose power all complete power. So we have, you know, we're just down there. We don't really know what's going on. And luckily the mine set up everything for issues like that. There's a small little chippy. We all jump in the chippy and the worst feeling, you know, in the chippy is when you're going up and there's, I think there was 12 of us in there and it's, there's a certain weight limit. We're all heading up and uh, we're so fat. We trip out the breaker <laughs> and it feels like the cable. Cause it's all that's holding you up is a cable it feels like the cable got cut, but it was just the brakes locking up because of the overload because there was so much weight in that chippy. And that's like the worst feeling ever. Like it feels like you're falling, but it's just the brakes, you know, stopping so fast. Jeez. That's crazy, dude. This is rad. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Like I, I'm outside all the time, so I, I don't get to hear any of this stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I feel like, I mean, a, a lot of people don't know underground mining at all. And that's why I really, made this page and you know when i really never heard of certified wrench till i i was following caterpillar wrenching and he posted a picture you know on your show that he was going to go on your show and I'm like what is this so i got to download spotify and started listening from the very beginning and like man this is fucking badass you know other mechanics talking about what they do and uh selling people you know that work with me there in tennessee and we started listening to it and i'm like you know i need to I want to make a page to show what we do underground because it seems like you no know, nobody ever talks about us down here and just show people what we do. And, you know, I, I main reason I wanted to get on this show is, you know, people that work in agriculture or construction, you know, they feel like they need experience to work in underground mining. You don't. There's actually so many 
contractors right now willing to hire anybody. I mean, I mean, somebody that's good, right? But you don't need underground mining experience and the pay is really good. That's what I was just gonna, I was just going to ask you that, like, without getting giving out too much information, like what type of, of pay scale is it compared to me working in construction? Yeah. So I don't care. I'll say it right now. I already broke 110,000 this year, you know, Ooh. working three weeks on three weeks off. They pay for your flights. They, you know, my boss, he pays for a room in Tennessee. Um, there's, if you guys want to write this down, uh, <laughs> there's a company named Mater, oh. Mater, Ma- Mater Maintenance. I know all oh, about sorry. that. No, 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 you're fine. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I know a few people that work for, for them and yeah. No comment. Anyways, they, they make <laughs> they make bank too. I mean, I know they're not they don't have the best reputation, but there's some good people in Tennessee. Um, it, you know, like you said, it, it's just there's this industry maintenance mechanics are so in need that a lot of guys are getting these high paying jobs that they shouldn't. But you know, if you're in agriculture, construction, anything, you know, there's if you're a fixed maintenance guy working at a power plant or anything mining, you know. There's, I mean, you just make a shit ton of money. So unfortunately, I know, you know, at the at the beginning, I said, "Oh, we could talk tools." Uh, yeah. And you said, "No, no, no, fuck that. No, I we got to talk tools because I don't know if it's <laughs> any. I don't know if it's different. You know, if you got to have anything special, especially, you know, you go through the M show class and you have chisels that are busted. Are they? you know, mushroomed on the top and maybe you got a fabricated tool. Are they sticklers about that shit and underground like so, they're on top? No, I mean, I've never seen it. Um, I seen it once and, uh, it was just cause I'll, it was out in plain sight. It was just a homemade, um, it's for a flushing head on a jumbo wrench. It's just cause they're so tight. It's a 15, 16 or 24 mil and somebody just at welded a pipe to it. But, and eventually the boss just bought us all, a proto correct tool but no what i've heard I've, i'm not sure the rule is if you know emshell is in the shop just lock your toolbox up and they can't get in it no i mean i personally have never worked for a big company a big i've been a big you know mine sites but i've always been a contractor i know i could be wrong but i know like if you work for the company uh they're a little stricter i don't know if they go through your toolbox or not I don't think they do, but there's, there is perks working for those big companies. I've, I've heard guys that, you know, let's say they have a transmission job they got to do and they can order snap on angle wrenches towards it because oh, wow. they're going to need it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never worked for them. I've always just worked for contractors, but no, they're not really. Mshaw is strict, but not like what people make it out to be. If you just do your proper paperwork every morning, you know, do your walk around your equipment just do your job really um they won't fuck with you they they're mostly out for the mine not for the miners you know they're out trying to you know get the mine see if they're cutting any shortcuts or what's really uh, it, the mining is not like that but it used to be like that's another reason i want to get on here like i know when i talked to family like when i started mining because my stepdad he's a surface guy he worked as a surface operator but when i would tell people i work underground they literally think i'm still running a you know, I was running a pickaxe and wheelbarrow, you know, <laughs> the little candle like on your forehead. Really what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody really knows what's going down down there. And that's why, you know, I would take pictures. I never had a page, you know, I just take pictures and videos and show family and friends. But 
uh, yeah, I mean, people people just have no clue what's going down there. And there's some advanced technology. You know, there's autonomous, there's remote control systems already down there. It's only getting more and more efficient. Battery shit's getting bigger and bigger. I mean, so that's one thing, like, you know, the less diesel emissions you have down there, the, you know, the less, they, they got it like, they have engineers just for ventilation. So every guy working out in the heading has the right amount of air. So if you have less diesel stuff, you have more batteries, you know, operator equipment, the less ventilation you got to mess with, you know, those doors that I showed today in the morning, you know, like those control airflow. That's what those are there for, just for the air to stay at certain spots. Hmm. Um, so like, that's why the battery is a big thing now. just less diesel emissions. Wow. So are you a pro battery powered machine type of guy or? No, that's the, another reason why I'm joining this company that I am is just the mine I am in Tennessee. They're, uh, it's awesome. I love that. I love Tennessee. I've thought about moving there a bunch of times. Um, it's just older equipment. They're just got all the old stuff and, uh, the company I'm working for makes that equipment. They they're out of Finland, um, so they're you know I'll get training and start being around all that newer stuff. That's pretty much the main reason I wanted to work there was a schedule, the schedule you could you know they work with, and then all the new stuff. You know a lot of the mines, bigger mines out west, running the new stuff, um, which I'm not you know I haven't been around it. I, I want to learn that stuff. Yeah, so. Before we get off the tool subject, I got to ask because people are going to want to know, do you drink the Milwaukee Kool-Aid? Uh, I guess. Uh, I'm not I'm not like a huge Milwaukee fan, but like the mines are so the mines pamper you so much, man. Like uh, if you they have Milwaukee stuff there. So if you like fuck up your half inch gun, they got them already there. So you just hand in your fucked up gun and they'll give you a brand new one. So it's like, it makes sense to buy Milwaukee because they already have them there. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I do drink the Kool-Aid, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm not really a, like a huge fan. It's just more convenient than anything. Yeah, no, that's uh that's. Hmm. You're just, you, you got my mind going, man. <laughs> one, and one thing I will say, if like uh, you do, you know, like you do want to work underground, you're like in the ag side or construction side and you got these big fancy toolboxes, I'd recommend not taking those underground. Get you a Husky or because they're going to get you get mine. I literally bought a brand new little service Mac tool car and I had a ship from Vegas to Tennessee and they got flipped brand new really anyway shit like that happens I, I don't know how many times i've seen toolboxes flip getting offloaded trucks and shafts a lot of the main guys the main toolboxes you'll see down there are those job boxes those knack boxes the ones with drawers on the side yeah that's what you'll see down there and uh i don't recommend taking a fancy snap-on or mac or whatever underground i don't need I don't even own a fancy toolbox anymore. I sold my Snap-on box many years ago, and I just got a little Craftsman box in my garage. You know, yeah. Uh, dude, this is yeah, this is pretty pretty interesting. I'm trying to. What else can we talk about that people are going to want to know about this? 
you know, like I said, we're winging this. I don't, I didn't prepare for this whatsoever. Uh, I I had a bunch of questions earlier and now I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah. I I can come up with stuff like, um, so yeah, you have underground mining, right. But like I said, I've done shaft work. I, it's not really like normal mining. You're not really mining for gold. You're doing a tunnel down, you know, still have, you technically still have equipment, but it's all battery. You know, it's all, I mean, power, it's all uh, 600 volt. You know, you, they hoist it over, over the, over the shaft and they drop it all the way down to the Galloway, hook it up, drill, spray. But you know, there's different styles of mining, which when I started this, I wanted to be part of every, every type of underground mining. Cause you have shaft mining, you have timber raised mining, like, which is old school, the wood, you know, I posted a video of the wood one that you climb up a wood ladder. It's all old school jack leg work. And then you have Alamac mining. Like there's just, there's different styles of underground mining. And my thing was, I want to be part of every style of underground mining and just because I get bored really easy. So I like doing different things. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't done, I haven't done the Alamac yet. I've done everything else that I could think of. I haven't worked at a salt mine. Um, I haven't worked at a coal mine. I will never work at a coal mine. <laughs> um, that shit. I don't know how those guys do it. So, uh, did you go to any type of like schooling or anything like that to, for being a mechanic or do you get any type of training for any of these machines or anything like that? Um, no, like I said, like when I graduated high school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, there is like a, in Northern Nevada, there is like a school, Great Basin College that, that does, does that stuff like for diesel technology and electricians. But no, I, I didn't do anything. I just learned everything, you know, by fucking up and, and by learning by the old timers. Um, no, I mean, I got in some training on some equipment. A lot of it's just. Well, I guess we're running into more technical difficulties, guys. So, uh, I don't remember what we were talking about exactly. We froze up and, uh, kind of lost where we were, but, um, I guess what kind of, what kind of stuff have you seen? Like good, bad, almost happened, you name it. Anything interesting? Yeah. Uh, I worked at all these mines are pretty much Northern Nevada, Trying to see if I worked at a northern Nevada mine, uh, started with an M, and I was working for a contractor. And, uh, anyways, it, it was a night shift, like you know, it was just a normal day. Um, all of a sudden, you hear dispatch radio silence. You think, you know, a lot of the time when people say radio silence, it's just a, it's just a you know, like they're practicing, you know, the mine rescue team is or something. Um, anyways, it, ha- you know, anyways, you're supposed to get out of the way, get out of the way, park out of the way. Anyway, so I park out of the way and you just see a bunch of, you know, trucks flying down the mine. Like, oh, then when you see that, you know, something's going on. Um, so, you know, kind of everybody, then everybody gets called up to surface and then they kind of say that something happened. They don't say, they never say the guy's name. Um, they never say what's actually happened. They just send people home. 
you know, eventually you do find out that somebody did pass away. Uh, it was a, a minor. He was a jack legging. I don't know if anybody's been around jack legs. They're, they're pretty loud and pain in the ass to run. Um, this guy was jack legging, been doing this for, I don't know, I heard 15, 20 years old, not old guy, but been doing it for a long time. Um, you know, he was just jack legging and there's, you hook up air to it and water. So you have two yellow lines going to it and he was just drilling the face, you know, like an everyday thing for him and his steel, what he was drilling, you know, hung up in the rock. So all the thing that holds up the jack leg is a leg and it hits, it touches the bottom of the ground and the steel hung up. So then the next thing to go is the leg, the leg starts spinning. So this guy was right next to those uh, lines and it started wrapping him up in them mm-hmm. and it just started start spinning. So it spun this guy a bunch of times inside those those lines and then I actually suffocated him to death. And uh, I mean, yeah, that shit's happened like that. Um, it sucks, you know. Not, it's just a shitty thing about underground mining or surface mining. I've heard, I don't know if this is right or not, but I've heard there's more deaths on surface mining than there's underground mining, just how big shit is up there. So, you know, you said he, he's, he was doing it for 15, 20 years type thing, same thing every day. How much of these accidents do you think are caused by complacency of just doing the same thing every day? Do you, do you think a it's a lot? Yeah, I, I, I feel like it is. I mean, even as a mechanic, you know, if you're same shit, you know, you're doing the same thing, even running drift. You know, I know it could be a little different every day. It could be a, a new troubleshooting issue every day. But if you're the drift guy every day, you kind of like, fuck, you know, you want to break. Um, I feel like that's the biggest things in underground mining. Is just you do the same job over and over and over again. You just get complacent. You take shortcuts. Um I think that's the biggest thing is guys take shortcuts, not because they're lazy. It's just because they found quicker way, quicker ways. Like there was, there was this, well, I shouldn't talk about that one, but it's in Tennessee. It just happened and it's pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but anyways, he didn't die. He just, he got himself fucked up pretty good. Um, uh, a minor, I guess you would call him. Yeah. I know uh, something happened within the past, three or four years. I can't remember exactly what happened. And a guy got caught in a trencher and they ended up having to amputate his leg on jobs on the job site. Cause his leg was all caught in it. I don't know mm-hmm. the full details or anything like that, but I know it was pretty, pretty jacked up for what they had to do to him. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, sometimes I feel myself, I lately I've been finding myself having the white line fever while I'm driving my service truck you know, driving mm-hmm. and then not realizing, oh shit, I don't even remember driving through this part of town. Did I blow any red yeah. lights or, and I don't know what it is. I just got, I guess got a lot on my mind. I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of the guys that listen to their Northern Nevada know that a lot of the mines are really far away from Elko or Winnemucca. So like the drives could be an hour, an hour and a half. I know one time I worked, it was about an hour and a half away from Winnemucca and I had the whole crew in the back of the van. I was driving the van and the whole crew was back there sleeping and I was almost to Winnemucca and uh, I just fucking started dozing off. I went, went in the median. Luckily I caught it, jumped up back up to the road, but 
I mean, yeah, like I said, those days do add up. The long drives add up, um, and you know, shit can happen, especially especially when it starts snowing. Then it's even longer. You got accidents and shit. Yeah, definitely. It's I'm not sure if I just need a vacation or if I got too much shit going on at work or what, but I've just noticed the past couple of weeks I'm like, Jesus. And you know, I, I commute to work, but luckily I'm in a company vehicle, you know, or that makes it mm-hmm. a little better. But my I live a good hour away from where my shop is and I find myself oh, on, I find myself on the way home going, shit, I don't even remember passing this part or you know. Was there a stop sign? I don't remember. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I'll cat what I do to prevent it is, is I'll, I won't put it in cruise control. Yes. Uh, so I, I will catch myself, you know, after like day 20 in, in a row, I'll catch myself, you know, not even going like 45 on the highway. You know, <laughs> it just that, that's why I do it. Just, I don't know. I, I guess it helps me a little bit, but I still fucking feel like I'm dozing off. So, uh, what kind of, I mean, what are you looking to do or what, what are you looking to get out of this? Are you looking to keep going for 20 more years of wrenching or you looking to maybe possibly do something different eventually or own your own business, anything like that? Uh, yeah, I feel like I, well, I do want to own my own business, but I, I love mining. I love underground mining, but the, the mining industry is flooded with a bunch of contractors. I want to get more on the contract side of TBM work. Um, ton of boring machine work. Uh, I like it a lot. It's fun. It's different. I mean, I haven't, I did it only for one, you know, one job doing the ton of boring stuff. So I still don't know a lot about it, but I know some shit about it. Um, but it's, you know, they have equipment too. They have excavators, skid steers, forklifts on surface. Then you have your tunnel boring machine, which is, it's a lot of it, you know, it's just, you got your pumps. I mean, there's, you got electrical. A lot of it, though, is high voltage, so you really don't mess with a lot of electrical. Maybe a solenoid, you know, a lot of that stuff is maybe 24 volts, depending on what the circuit's running. Um, a lot of welding. Well, definitely a lot of welding on TBM work. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to – I do want to start my business, but I don't want to get into the underground mining side of it. It's not that I don't like mining. It's just there's so many already contractors in mining. There's not – that I far – I mean, I – I don't know of any contractors in TBM work. So I, I definitely do want to get into my own business. Yeah, I don't I don't know nothing about that shit, so I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> I guess an, another question is, you know, we're technically in a recession. Uh, some, some guys I talk to, they're kind of noticing, you know, in the construction industry, they're feeling it just a little bit. Do you think... Uh, Anything's going to slow down in mining or do you think it's just going to keep on no, going? It's going to keep going, man. Uh, especially with this EV electrical vehicle push. I mean, that's just any battery, anything, any battery. I don't know. Everything to do with electrical. There's, you got to have silver, copper, gold. I mean, that's an, the only ones that get really get messed with a lot is always coal. Those guys always get fucked with. Um, I mean, you got salt mining, that's a necessity for everyday life. Uh, no mining, as far as I know, since I started doing it, it's never slowed down. I know it slowed down before I was even born because my stepdad has been mining. He just retired. But I want to say like the 1990s, early 90s, he said it slowed down for like a year. 
Hmm. But since then, nobody even got laid off. Just, you know, they weren't, they weren't on a hiring freeze. That's what the considers slowing down when you're on a hiring freeze. But as far as I know, the only time people get laid off in mining is as when you're a contractor, you know, when the job ends. Um, it's not really that the economy slows down. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know. Like people could be in different situations, other parts of the U.S. or world. But in the U.S., I've never seen uh, places shut down because of the economy. Places shut down because of poor management. Yes. Um, you know, that's probably a big reason why mines aren't successful because their management, you know, they're co- it's costing them more to produce, you know, costing more an hour than they are making an hour. For sure. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure. Cause like the, most of the guys I've talked to, you know, they're kind of slowing down are the smaller guys, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. and eventually I hope I don't see it, but you know, these bigger companies are probably going to squeeze them tight to where they're not going to have any work. That's unfortunate, man. I want to see everybody succeed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing in here in Vegas, you know, it's so construction driven that I kind of see it in Vegas slowing down. You don't see as much, I guess, buildings going up. I could be wrong, but I don't see it. Uh, you know, just mine, Tennessee. I don't know. When I fly into Nashville, there's some shit going up still, I guess. Nashville seems like it's still the same. But, uh, yeah, mining, I don't know, man. Mining's just going nonstop, especially now with this, this electrical stuff. This new green energy is making mining even better. Hmm. So, kind of bouncing off that. What kind of like tier engines are running down in these mines? Are they having DPFs and all that? Or are they still having to just run tier two, tier three engines? No, um, they're all tier three. Um, I don't know. I never did find out. Like, I've been to a lot of mines that have those air cooled Deutsch engines, mm-hmm. smoke like crazy. I don't know if it's just that's more like the ventilation people. I know certain mines are allowed certain CFMs, depending on their ventilation circuit. Um, Because I've been at mines that run engines that are smoky as hell, don't have any DPF. Um, But then I've also been at mines like the one I'm at that all of them have DPF or there are at least tier three. I don't know. I never never know why why they do that or why mines are allowed. Some mines are allowed to run air-cooled engines. Some don't or they just don't want to or why. Yeah. I was just curious if they, you know, want to run the the clean air vehicles, you know, with the SCR systems and stuff, because wouldn't that be better in an enclosed tunnel for people breathing down there? I don't, I don't know how any of the ventilation stuff works. They got vac, so they got air getting pulled out and air getting pumped in at the same time, type shit, or yeah, yep, that's a push pull method. Like every heading, you're supposed to like a lot of the mines I've been to. It depends, but normally, like, you have air getting pushed right to the very end of the tunnel, like the heading, and then you have a vent bag pulling air. So it's, like, sweeping the face, constantly air movement. Um, They're supposed to, I think, 50 feet is the maximum it could be away from the face. So every if it's more than 50 feet, I want to say, I don't know if it's an M-shell ventilation or not, but I want to say that's the standard. Um, But you're supposed to keep up your ventilation just for that reason. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. You definitely want cleaner engines down there. Um, you know, like the main engine now is Volvo because um, it's all – the mine I'm at now was Volvo because it's all that orange company that makes equipment underground. Um, <laughs> I know Cummins – there's Cummins engines down there, um, Cat. Uh, but mainly, like, where I'm at now is Volvo just because – their whole fleet is pretty much that one brand. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I was, I've always wondered about that, you know, like why not have clean burning vehicles down there? You know, it's got to be better on everybody's lungs and shit. But again, I don't know nothing about it. I don't know how none of it works. So I could be just speaking out my ass for all I know. Yeah, well, well so MSHA, what they can do, uh, I've never seen that this is mine just maybe because it's so big and I don't, see everything but what they do is they'll put like a little apparatus on your chest mm -hmm. and um they'll run you, you can't take it off all day they'll put a, they'll pick a random person it, i don't know they could be a driller they could be a truck driver and they'll put it on their chest and then they'll wear it throughout the day and it'll detect their you know the co levels the smoke i guess and if it fails then they got to look in, look into that piece of equipment you know or why it failed or what part of the mine he was at and why it failed. They also do that with, you know, you know, the, how loud a piece of equipment is. I've seen that, you know, especially the older equipment, there's too loud because there's air cooled Deutz. Mm -hmm. So they'll, you know, they'll put some insulation trying to quiet the engine down, but that's something MSHOT does. I don't, I've never seen it here in Tennessee. I've seen it a lot done in Nevada. Um, like I said, I don't know why some mines do run like air cooled Deutz and, they never get fined by MSHA. I don't know if just because they, they can meet the CFMs. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a safety guy. I, <laughs> I all know. I know I'm, is I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm probably giving you questions. You're like, I don't fucking know how to answer. I should, but I mean, I, I don't know. I guess if you're a miner, you would know more about it. Cause then those guys actually, when you're a mechanic, you go out to the heading and 90% of the time, there's already a miner there with a, Air, air meter you know he's already read the air that's clean you know you're good to go in that heading the miner probably knows a lot more than me of all this air co shit i just go in there he's already in there so he ain't dead so i'm good to go <laughs> and uh i'm just there to fix his shit and leave yeah for sure well if you know anybody that you know might know more of you know on the other sides of the mining industry yeah. i'll gladly bring them on because I'm sure oh, yeah, a lot of people sure. are interested, and I'm probably not asking all the right questions, but like I said, just winging it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, you would think I would know more, been in this for at least eight years, but um, I just, I've never, I've never have had to know. I guess. Yeah. We do DPM testings, you know, like we put this wand in the exhaust, take readings, look at certain numbers. If it passes. You know, you're good. If not, then you have to look into the scrubber, look into all the issues it could be having. You know, it could be the air filter plugged up and it could be anything. But like I said, some mines do it, some mines don't. So I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I guess that's for another episode, huh? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you got anything else you want to discuss? Uh, we're sitting at about an hour, so. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I was telling earlier, if you're, like, man, this my underground mining is needing guys bad, man. It's crazy. I mean, if you're an ag guy, if you're I've seen amazing ag guys that are 
are badass underground mechanics. If you're a construction guy, um, if you're anything to do with the ranch surface underground, I mean, anything, any industry, you know, you should really look into underground mining. It's an awesome, awesome time. Good pay. You could, if you once you get on a contractor and get on, get some experience under your belt, get with a contractor, you can live anywhere in the U.S. and they'll fly you anywhere. Uh, you see all sorts of neat stuff. Like I said, I've been to Alaska twice. That's a pretty cool country up there. But yeah, don't be, you know, just because you don't know underground mining equipment doesn't mean you can't work underground. You know, it's same thing, you know, hydraulics, electrical, 24 volts, 12 volts. Same pumps, I imagine you guys work on is the same ones we have. Parker pumps, you know, they're all the same shit, just yeah. located located a little different spots. But <laughs> I mean, like I said, if you're okay with traveling or or you're willing to move to northern Nevada, there's there's I don't know like 20 mines there. Um, that's great pay. People will back that. It's uh, Elko is a little expensive. I've heard that. Um, I grew up in Winnemucca. It's pretty expensive too. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's mines in Tennessee where I'm at. That's probably, it's probably my favorite place. If I could move there, I wish we, I've talked, tried to convince my old lady to move there. She kind of likes Vegas, but I love Tennessee. There's mines an hour uh, east of Nashville and then mines an hour west of Knoxville. So there's six mines in that state that I know of. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a brand new mine in, South Carolina. Um, I mean, there's they're starting to come out more east gold mines. Well, the one I'm at now is uh, lead and zinc. But yeah, man, don't be don't be ever afraid to work on you know apply for an underground mining job. You for sure you'll get it if you're a good hand in whatever industry you're in. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Is that type of work union or anything like that, or is it just? No. I, I gotta ask. You know, somebody's gonna want to know. No yeah, unions. I mean, I, no, I've never worked at a union. Well, I think I worked at one union mine. It was uh, Leeville. I don't know how that works. Um, I know they were in a lawsuit with. So there was two mines one time that controlled pretty much all of northern Nevada. It was Newmont and Barrick. And then they merged. So now it's Nevada Gold Mines. And I don't know how that works because Newmont, I think one or two mines were union and Anyways, I'm not sure. I know there's maybe a mine or two in Elko that are union, um, but the ones I've worked out normally are are non-union. Um, I don't know if the union how it would work in mining. I, actually, there is there is a union mine in Idaho too. Hmm. Uh, there's a union mine and there's a bunch of Idaho mines in. Uh, there's like four or five mines in Idaho, but that one one of them is union. Um, not really sure how union works in mining, but pretty much it's crazy. Like it's mining is really big as who, you know, right. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's how it is construction, but yeah. I mean, there's like the job I just, I'm about to get now. I didn't even interview with it. It was just, my buddy works for the same company, told his boss to hire me. <laughs> I didn't even interview or nothing. And, uh, that's just how it works. You know, the company I work for now, it's crazy. I, it's, this guy's really cool. I kind of look up to him. It sucks that I'm leaving him, but he was my boss for that for the company I worked for in uh, in Alaska. He was he was a boss, you know, just a uh, he was in charge of the job. But now the company I work for, he's the owner, and uh, you know he's you know started from the bottom. You know he's been doing this for like thirty plus years and 
had enough of working for people and he started his own deal. It sucks, you know, because I kind of helped him get the job in Tennessee. And anyways, you know, we're leaving mutual. I mean, I like him a lot. I told him why I'm leaving, but I mean, yeah, he's, he's a really good guy. It, but it's like I said, it's more of who you know and you have a good reputation. And like the big thing, actually, what's got me quite a bit of jobs is the miners, actually, not even the mechanics. If the miners like you and the, you know, you know your shit. Um, because normally the big, the big boss in mining are always miners, right? They were miners and they moved up. Now they're superintendents, mine managers. So if, you know, miners talk too. So if you're a good mechanic and the, you like, you know, the miners like you, a lot of the times they'll get you a job where they're at, you know, because they want you to work on their equipment. Hell but yeah. That's a big, it's a big, uh, you know, it's who you know, really. Word. Well, I think this is a good, solid episode, man. I think you, uh, you're going to change the, the game of the certified wrench here. Uh, we're, I don't know if you do, if you have any personal social media pages, I know you got the, the underground wrenching page. Where can people find you if they want to hit you up? Yeah. Um, so it's the, it's underground underscore wrenching. I just started it. I started it literally because I heard your podcast and I'm like, I need to make underground mining known. Like we're needing guys bad. So I just started it really because of your channel. And, uh, and I, I wanted to, you know, eventually come on here and have people look into it at least and uh, look into, you know, not just my page, but look into changing their trade, you know, if they want to go underground. But, yeah, it's underground wrenching, underground underscore wrenching on Instagram and same thing on TikTok. Um, but my personal one, I want to say it's my last name. So Cardenas is uh, my last name, C-A-R-D-E-N-A-S, 31 my old football number and uh that's my personal one and uh yeah sweet yeah we're definitely going to get that underground wrenching blown up so because uh it's, yeah, sweet, it's man. pretty uh it's pretty cool shit and you've already got quite a few followers i'm pretty surprised uh, yeah that was all caterpillar wrenching man i sent him a couple pictures of cat gear and he uh tagged me and on his uh instagram page and it was crazy. I was working on a drill. Like my, I was wearing my AirPods and, uh, I kept hearing like notifications, like what the fuck is this? And I go to my phone and it's, it's just like fucking crazy. I'm like what is going on? Then I, then I see who tagged me. I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> the King, the King himself. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's badass. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get you a good shout out and everybody hope, hope they, uh, enjoy the episode and hope they, uh, check out your page. Cause I mean, I enjoy it. I see him on TikTok all the time. I'm like, fucking like. <laughs> it's awesome. Appreciate it, man. Well, I, I do appreciate you uh, coming on last minute and helping me out with this thing. You know, this shit happens sometimes, but uh, mm-hmm. I was pumped to get you on. That's why I was like, because I, I put a thing out like, hey, if anybody's interested, I'm going to regret this, but... And then I remembered yeah. you and I fucking shot right over to your page was like, are you busy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I seen it. I mean, I was like, uh, at the time I was with my kids, uh, we were going to the mall and I'm like, he probably already found somebody by now. And I was like, so I was like, I didn't message you. Cause I, I think I seen it an hour or two later. I'm like, he already found somebody. I didn't message you. But then he messaged me like, fuck yeah. You know, I'll do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Yeah, because I, I didn't even click, and I'm like, holy shit, I forgot about Yeah, but that happens, man. I, I do apologize to everybody. You know, I've got a bunch of emails. I, I still haven't even sent out a lot of the questionnaires, but it's just a pain in the ass, you know, trying to get mm-hmm. everybody lined out. But Anyway, I think we're going to close this thing out, man. Uh, again, thank you, and uh, we're going to go from here. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, turned out really good, in my opinion, for a last-minute episode. Uh, make sure you guys get over there and follow Tony on, you know, the Underground Wrenching pages on Instagram and TikTok, and make sure you uh, give uh, the Certified Wrench some love. Anyways, guys, hope you enjoy the week, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>